Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7, the game. Thompson with seven to shoot, a minute ten to go in the game. Warriors up seven. Clay, dribble drive, throws out to Curry, steps to his left, takes the three. Got it! 122-112, Warriors. And Stephen Curry telling the Dallas Mavericks at that point, night-night. In game two, as you do, it would be a more forceful effort from the Mavs after the blowout victory for the Dubs in game one. The Mavs, could they hit a better percentage from three? Well, they did that 21 of 45, but the Warriors able to rally from 19 down to outscore the Mavericks in the second half, 68 to 45, 43 32 in the fourth quarter. We welcome you into Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason as I am coming to you from Chase Center. And wow, uh, what a night here mm. in Chase Center. Warriors continue to be undefeated in this building in its uh, young history in the playoffs. And the Warriors answered a pretty good shot, a pretty good counterpunch from the Mavericks to take a 2-0 lead as this series now shifts to Big D. Yeah, J.D., I, I got to tell you, yesterday I said that I, I didn't think Luka was good enough to carry this team over the finish line against the Warriors, and I was hearing on Twitter from Dallas fans all day long. I mean, some really nasty stuff. And I haven't been hearing anything from them since the end of this game, so I appreciate that. But real quick, as you know better than I, there's so many different ways we can slice this up, and we will. But three things real quickly. One, I really thought the Warrior bench was a huge factor tonight. The Mavericks starters, at least four of their starters, played really well. But then there was a huge drop-off, whereas the Warriors got you know 23 from Poole, Porter played well. Moody played well. So that was a big factor, the strength in numbers. Secondly, the Warriors in that second quarter, and I know Steve Kerr addressed this after the game, Warriors lost their poise a little bit. I mean, it was getting chippy. I think Reggie Bullock, I think he was kind of baiting Draymond and almost maybe got him thrown out of the game and the Warriors were discombobulated. But the fact that they recognized that at the half and were able to come out and play methodical poise basketball in the second half, that was huge because you know how it is when a team falls way behind in an NBA game, 
Sometimes it takes so much energy to catch up that then you catch up and then the team is just flat. But because the Warriors played with so much poise and they stuck to their game plan, when they finally did catch the Mavericks, they still had enough energy to seal the deal. So the Mavs, obviously, on the one hand, they did some things they thought they'd have to do tonight to compete, but they weren't able to maintain them. And they've got to be feeling on some level like, wow, we really lost a big opportunity to steal one at Chase tonight. Yeah, missed opportunity for the Mavs on a night where they hit 21 three-pointers and the Warriors able to just eviscerate the Mavs down the stretch in the Mm -hmm. paint especially. It was uh, basically a layup line in the fourth quarter for the Warriors getting whatever they wanted, attacking the rim and outscoring the Mavericks 62-30 to for the game in the paint. So the Warriors continue in this playoff and over these last two series to get whatever they want in the paint. And another night where the Warriors out hit from three-point range uh, in a big-time way tonight, although the Warriors themselves, uh, 14 of 28, a nice night for them. Not as many attempts. I think the Dallas defense, a big part of that. But the Warriors taking advantage of the way the Mavericks are playing them to get into the paint and and to really dominate in that fashion. And they're able to overcome a, a huge night for Luka Doncic. 42 points for Luka in this one. Jalen Brunson knocked down five threes at Mm -hmm. 31. Reggie Bullock, uh, the 21-point night. But, uh, again, the Warriors, a career night for Kevon Looney. I mean, what can you say about him in these last couple of games uh, when you look at the clincher game six a week ago tonight against the Grizzlies, uh, the 22 rebounds tonight, 21 and 12. I know we all kind of laughed when it was – uh, Lunajuan, right, uh, from Clay Thompson yeah. uh, after the game. But, I, I, I mean, tonight he was just spectacular. A career-high 21 points for Kevon Looney on a night where, again, the Warriors are looking for ways to maybe offset some of that three-point differential. Yeah, I just saw a note here. You may have seen it already. Apparently, Kevon Looney is the first Warrior center to go 2010 in a playoff game since Robert Parrish in 1977, which is just remarkable. Kevon Looney was so pivotal in both of these games. I think in two games now, he's 15 of 19. He's made 15 of 19 shots, and he clearly is one of those guys that the Mavs figured, nah, you know, we talked about that a lot after game one. We don't have to worry about Looney. Well, they have to worry about Looney, and he did such a great job during the minutes when Draymond was out. You know, Draymond made that big three. Draymond really did not have a, a great night tonight, to say the least, but Kevon Looney helped cover up uh, for that. And the fact that the Warriors had, let's see, they had five guys with five assists, another balanced attack. That's another way they've been able to counter what they know Dallas wants to do. We saw what Dallas did to Phoenix, where they forced the ball out of Devin Booker's hands and out of Chris Paul's hands. And we know that they've done that with Steph during the regular season. But the way the Warriors are playing so democratically, uh, they're countering that because, you know, all right, fine. Kevon Looney will go for for 20 and 10 tonight. So it's, it's just been an incredible, incredible uh, you know, career arc for Kevon Looney. We saw him a couple years ago in that terrible season when it was like some people wondered if this guy could still play because of all of his problems, and he's having <laughs> he's having the best games of his whole career right now when the Warriors really need him to. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's react to this one. The phone lines are open. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open as well as the Warriors win tonight over the Mavs, one twenty six to one seventeen in Game Two of the Western Conference Finals. So the Warriors now two wins away 
over the next five games, if necessary, from getting back to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's uh, get it started on the phone lines with uh, Don in Concord. Don, uh, up first here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Don. Don. How you doing? Hey, this is Whitey Gleason and J.D. on the fucking radio right now. And we're all on. right, all right, Don. Hello. Thanks, Don. Appreciate the call. It's Friday night. Appreciate the people call. Are happy. Friday night. People are <laughs> people are feeling good. Yeah. Don was waiting a long time for that one, Whitey. That is a flagrant Don. one. Uh, yeah, upon, we didn't that's, have to that's take actually long to a it. Two. That's a flagrant, a flagrant two. two. Oh, you're right. Automatic but, ejection. Yeah. Okay. Those are those. That's a flagrant two. Automatic ejection. Oh, uh, Don, we appreciate the call and uh, obviously <laughs> Sterling hopefully all over that. Uh, sure. But the folks on the stream and our buddy Tim in North Carolina, uh, they get the uncut version of Don's call here to, to open up the program. <laughs> let, let, let's go ahead and move it to Tim in North Carolina here on, on 95.7 The Game. Tim, you're getting uh, Warriors wrap-up unplugged tonight when you're waiting on hold. What's going on tonight, brother? What's up, fellas? Hey, look, I, I had a little basil hate myself, but I think I can keep it under control with y'all tonight. I, <laughs> honestly, man, I just I got to say that was probably one of the most disciplined games I've seen the Warriors play in quite some time, man. They didn't panic. They didn't try to answer three for three. They didn't try and come back all at once. I just think it was a super disciplined game, man. I mean, when you look at it, uh, Clay was pretty mediocre. Draymond, Draymond, I would say, was, you know, average to poor, but that was a big three he hit. I mean, but to just see how we, we find a way. Um, and that I would say that has to be pretty demoralizing for the Mavs, man. But, I, I mean, I was just, just a disciplined game, man, to stay the course and work it out. And Stein, not Steiny, uh, J.D., you have to agree the other day, when I put Steiny on the on the on the uh, on the block chopping block, when I asked him if he was a fan, that was pretty damn funny, wasn't it? All right, man. Take oh care. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Tim. Yeah, good stuff. Tim in North Carolina checking in. Yeah, that was a fun moment. Having a good time sitting in for Daryl the Guru Johnson over the course uh, of the last three days. As we wish we wish Gu a happy birthday. Uh, celebrating yesterday, but I think you know continuing to celebrate Whitey. Uh, on into the yeah. weekend. But, yeah, I think that the the overall just overarching theme, and we can get into some of the details, and, and I got a lot of notes here to get to. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and players downstairs. But but just tying this whole night up in a bow with the Warriors having the, the 2 nothing lead, for me, it really is as simple as the Mavs made 21 threes. Doncic was really good, 42. Brunson did his thing. Uh, the the others for Dallas were able to contribute to to the high percentage from three and the high volume of of makes and, and and attempts. Yeah, Wiggins not real good tonight offensively. Draymond rough night for him, minus nineteen in foul trouble throughout the game. Clay Thompson yeah, okay, fifteen points, uh, six of ten. He was a little quiet. I thought the Mavs were trying to take it away, but so all of those things you're thinking, boy, the Mavs won the game, right? Well, no, they didn't win the game. And I thought Steph Curry, he was the closer down the stretch in, in this one. But but the run that the Warriors were able to go on at the top of the fourth quarter, and really even yeah. how they closed the third quarter, but at the top of the fourth quarter, uh, that stretch I think is what, what won the Warriors the game. 19-6 to going into the fourth quarter, the final minutes of the third quarter, final half really of the third quarter, 19 to six Warriors there. And then they jump out 16 to seven and 19 to nine to begin the fourth quarter. But a good chunk of that 
was the lineup of Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Moses Moody, who played in place of Damian Lee after Damian Lee was just woeful in the first half, Otto Porter Jr. and, and Kevon Looney. That group took what was a one-point deficit and turned it into a nine-point Warrior lead as the starters started to come back in as reinforcements down the stretch, Whitey. Big-time hat uh, tip to that group specifically. Absolutely. By the way, big-time hat tip to Tim. I agree with them. The Warriors played with so much discipline and poise in the second half, and as Steve Kerr said, they let the game come to them a little bit, and that's really your only play when you're that far behind. You know, you're that far behind in an NBA game. The odds are against you. That's your best and truest path, and they, they have the discipline to stick to it. I'm glad you mentioned Steph. Um, it was the most Steph-like game I think we've seen him have in a long time in terms of where he made the big shots when they needed him to. But as you said, Poole and Porter and even Moody played well. The bench was huge tonight. Warrior bench was 12 of 17 from the floor, and the Mavs bench was 5 for 18. And the Mavs bench was more like, all right, you know, they had Bertans out there a little bit. They were just trying to hold it together, and the Warriors got actual production from the bench. So the strength in numbers, the fact that the Warriors roster just top to bottom, I think is a better roster was a huge factor in this comeback tonight. Eight at eight, nine, five, seven, nine, five, seven, zero. Let's get to, to our handyman hero of the game tonight. Uh, and our handyman hero of the game brought to you by handyman heroes, handyman heroes, your one-stop shop for home repair and remodeling. Uh, you can mention the game for a 10% discount on all labor. Visit www.handymanhero.es to uh, get more information uh, for Handyman Hero. So, Whitey, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give you the first nod on our Handyman Hero of the night. But I mean, doesn't it doesn't it have to go to Looney? <laughs> I know. There's no question. I mean, there's really not much debate we can have if you have a a secondary. I guess you know Steph maybe runner up. But Kevon Looney was, um, I mean, I think for a long time, Warrior fans, wouldn't you agree, J.D., in some ways you look at Looney's numbers and they're almost hard to believe. And that's nothing against him. But, I mean, you look at what he's done. 21 and 10, 10 of 14, just dominating inside. It was incredible to see in the hug that Steve Kerr gave him when he came off uh, the floor at one point there. An incredible night bordering on the unbelievable for Kevon Looney. Yeah, and, and Looney really playing like like the the dominant big man and putting yep. up numbers akin to the dominant big man that, that so many Warriors fans have been clamoring that they need and, and didn't have throughout the course of, of the season. And, and that was believed to be the Achilles heel for this team in the playoffs. Not having a dominant big man, you got Kevon Looney putting up a 21-12 and 12 career high in points in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. So Kevon Looney, our handyman hero, of the game again handyman heroes your one-stop shop for home repair and remodeling mention the game 10 percent discount on all labor www.handymanhero.es for more information on that 888-957-9570 it's warriors wrap up with john dickinson and whitey gleason let's uh, get back to the phones and we'll go to lewis in napa next here on 95.7 the game hey lewis Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well, Lewis. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I just thought the second half defense was, I mean, not not great, but I think the overall uh, lineups that they had uh, played in the second half went a lot better. Um, and then Kavon Looney, I mean, 
You mean I, I saw that that guy in the 2015, uh, you know, 30 round pick, and man, he's he's playing amazing. I mean, the 22 rebounds, you know, with Memphis, and then the points today. I mean, I is he the player of the game? What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, he, he's our hero of the game. <laughs> we, get, we got that out of the way. I think. I mean, I, I, I do think tonight is a night where we shouldn't take Steph for granted because I thought even in the first half, he was showing signs of having that that hot shooting game that that as you mentioned has been missing, you know, more more often than in the past. And I, I felt like he he actually kind of prevented the game in, in a way from really getting out of hand. I mean the Warriors got down as many as nineteen, but it felt like it actually could have been maybe a little bit worse than that at times. And it it wasn't one of those games where the Warriors really felt for a good chunk of the first half like they were hanging around. But I do think you got an inclination early that that Steph Steph was what was wasn't going to go down without having a having a big night, and the ten fourth quarter points is as huge as any. Yeah, six for ten beyond the arc. It's been a while since he shot the ball like that. And I felt JD every one of those six was like a statement. There were times when the Warriors really needed him, and then there were times where they helped him. You know, keep the momentum going, put the 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 the, the nail in the coffin. So, but every one of those, uh, all six of those, were real statement threes. Uh, for Steph. Another real key, by the way, the fact that they only turned the ball over, I think, five times in the second half. Again, when you're trying to come from way behind, you only have so many opportunities and you can't squander those opportunities. And they had some terrible turnovers in the first half. Draymond committed some awful turnovers. So to see the Warriors when they really needed to, they really needed to take care of the ball, and they did, that had to be a huge relief for Steve Kerr and his staff. Jake and Brentwood next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jake. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, Jake? Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, Damian Lee. I mean, I, I love Damian Lee, and he's done some great things for the Warriors in the past. But um, so far in the playoffs, I, I just feel like uh, he, he's not really contributing that much when he gets in. And then when you put Moses Moody in, he right away you can see that he's contributing and I feel like the Warriors basically want them to do the same thing so I think maybe going forward you might see Moses Moody a little bit more uh, at least I would like to and then also I think Draymond I love Draymond too but I think he had a really bad game and the Warriors still won which is a good sign so uh, yeah that's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, appreciate the call. I mean, look, Steve Kerr made the right call in the fourth quarter. And, and look, I know Damian Lee has frustrated Warriors fans at times. The, the truth is he's just a more trusted player in a playoff scenario going into it than, than even Kaminga or Moody have been. And he's playing, in essence, because the Warriors have been down Igadala and not only Igadala, but Igadala, and then they lost Gary Payton the second. I think if if either one of those two Whitey were available and healthy, Damian Lee wouldn't be playing at all in 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 these last couple of series. But you have to go down your your roster if you lose somebody and and try to put somebody else in that rotation slot. And just the youth of both Kaminga and Moody, I think, have given Damian Lee the opportunity. But at some point, if a player doesn't play well, 
I think you have to go in a different direction, and I give Steve Kerr credit. He, I mean, Lee got the, the time in the first half, and, and he had a really bad first half. I thought it was a borderline dirty play uh, when him and Bertans got tangled up there uh, in front of the Mavs bench. And, you know, it seemed like he kind of undercut Bertans. And then I thought the double tech was probably the right call there with the step over uh, on Lee. Didn't it, it was an unnecessary step over. Uh, and then, you know, Bertans, to, to put it bluntly, did exactly what I would have done in a situation like that. I mean, if, if you undercut me and then try to step over me like that, I'm going to flip you. And, I, you know, it's, it's a and, and we may be throwing hands at that point, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. So I, I thought the officials did a nice job of making that even because what Bertans did, you know, probably shouldn't be tolerated even if maybe Lee deserved it uh, for, for the play that, that he made. But it was just a rough night, and I thought that capped a rough night where it was like in the moment Steve Kerr can't go back to him in the second half, and Moses Moody was somebody coming into the series that played very well in the one game on March the 3rd in the fourth quarter against Dallas – I think he had 13 points in that quarter, and you know Steve Kerr went to him and and said, "Hey, get get out there and, and stabilize." And look, he was solid. And I think moving forward, I'm giving the long winded answer, but moving forward, I think in this series, Moody's going to get that opportunity. I think on that play with Bertans, I could have, I would have been okay with just a no calls. Like Lee's trying to get back down court, and Bertans is trying to get up and get down court. And I understand what you're saying, but it's hard to know there. I would have been okay with a no call. I do agree that they probably missed a foul on Damian Lee on the shot that that you know they didn't call one there. Um, but I, Damian Lee, yeah, we 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 take so many calls on him doing words this week and and post game. He's to your point, JD. He's proven to Steve Kerr and the staff that at times he can make shots. He can make jump shots. Now he's not making them right now, and I think Jake is probably right. Um, right now, Moses Moody has probably moved ahead of Damian Lee. But I got to wonder, and we appreciate everyone listening and calling, but Jake, you know, after this win, and he's talking about Damian Lee and Draymond didn't play well. Do you think Jake's the type, like, on Christmas, like, have a good Christmas? Uh, turkey was a little dry. I mean, you know what I'm saying? After this game, and he's going after Damian Lee and Draymond? After this win, J.D.? Come on. Come on, Jake. Well, I— I, I hear you on that, and I think that's another reason why it 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 goes in the in the bank is a great win for the Warriors yeah. because it it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it goes back to a lot of the discussion coming into the series, which is you know, the Mavs have to play. I thought almost perfectly if they were going to beat the Warriors in this building. I think in Dallas, it's maybe a different story. We'll see Sunday for Game Three and Tuesday for game four, how it shakes out. But the Mavs, if they're going to win the series, are going to have to win a game in this building. And I I think they missed their best chance to win a game in this building tonight uh, of the series. When you look at at the way that they hit 21 threes and and, and the Warriors only hit 14 and they had them on the ropes early. I mean, to me, that's a game where you look at the way it played out. If you're Dallas, you have to win that game if you're going to win this series. Doesn't mean you can't go home and win two. Uh, I'm not saying the series is over or anything like that. But this is, I think, when, when the Mavs look back, the game that they're, they're going to probably look at as the, the turning point as to why they didn't win this series. Yeah, 13-point third quarter for the Mavericks, and then only 32 in the fourth out, scored 43-32 to 32 in that fourth quarter when the game was there for them. And, you know, last game they talked about how, well, we just got to make some of these open shots in the first half they did, and then in the second half again they were, they were missing. So many threes. They just, again, one of the keys to this game is the fact that the Warriors 
down the stretch were able to get to the basket um, with much more skill and effectiveness than than Dallas was. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got full phone lines. A lot of people that want to squawk with us. Mark in San Francisco's next here on ninety five seven. The game. Yeah, I think um, Moses Moody should definitely get the minutes that uh, Damian Lee has. I think, you know, the guy's a good player. He, he's solid. He goes in there. He's a good defender. And it's his time. I mean, I think he's, he's going to be a star. Yeah, it's, it's time for sure, Mark, and, and thanks for the call. It, it's time, and I, I, do think, I do think moving forward, and again, we're kind of one game at a time with this whole thing with game three to be played on Sunday. I, I think Moody gets – gets the minutes and you know yeah. I think tonight was also an indicator of how far maybe Jonathan Kaminga for the time being has fallen out of the the circle of trust after getting those those three starts in the middle of the Memphis series and then you had you know not only Steve Kerr or Mike Brown making the change but Stefan Draymond made the change you know going back to Looney in the starting lineup and he really hasn't been seen since, other than the mop-up duty in, in game one of this series late. So I, I think it's interesting. And look, Steve Kerr telegraphed this before the playoffs started, saying, hey, different rotations, different lineups. You're going to need a little bit of everybody at some point during the playoffs. And, and tonight was Moody's opportunity to exactly what the caller just said, just be steady, be solid defend don't do anything that's a negative play and 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 let the game come to you and he he did that in his his nine minutes in the fourth quarter after not playing at all yeah he he doesn't look like a 19 year old right he hasn't all year long he and Kaminga they're both 19 he's a little older I think than Kaminga but all season long when Moody's been out there it's like oh yeah you got to remind yourself that he's 19 another reason I like his fit with what the Warriors are doing right now he's a really smart defender and I think he understands uh, how to play zone. He's not a great lateral quickness guy. He's a smart team defender. Uh, I think he still has a lot to learn about individual defense, man-to-man in the NBA, but I like him when he's uh, plugged into the zone there. I think he can be a real effective defender. So you remember, we all remember he had that great game against Dallas earlier this year. Uh, tonight he was one for one. So yeah, all of a sudden I think that's one thing going forward. Steve Kerr realizes, all right, Moses Moody, somebody I can plug in as needed uh, against the Mavs. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7. The game, Charlie, is next on the phone lines. Hey, what's up, Charlie? Hey, evening, guys. Um, just wanted to uh, – I, I won't uh, – like you said, Whitey, I won't belabor the bad points of such a great win tonight, but I want to uh, – going with Moody, the things that stood out to me, he looked composed on the court. He didn't look like a rookie. He 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 – he played really within himself. He didn't try to do too much. So, also, Whitey, don't you refer to Porter as fourth quarter Porter? Fourth he quarter played, Porter, baby, absolutely. Yeah. So he he, as much as Looney was the MVP of the game, Looney, uh, Porter is definitely the gets uh, second billing tonight. Um, the other two things that I noticed in this game. Um, the Warriors are clearly the more physical team, and they're the more athletic team, which you don't really say when they play other teams like Memphis and um, some of these other opponents. They just, it, they just, Dallas just looks a step slower. And and like you were saying earlier today on when you were on the show with Matt, if Dallas hits their threes and, and Luca goes off and they still lose, you know, 
you know, I, I'm and I agree with you, JD. I think this series is going five games, and we'll take it from there. Anyway, guys, have a good show, and I'll keep listening. Thanks, Charlie. Good stuff, Charlie. Pre- appreciate the call. Go ahead, Whitey. Yeah, I, I, that's a great point that you raised today, apparently, and that Charlie mentions. If you're Dallas here, where do you go from here? What adjustments do you have left? And I just keep getting back to the fact that the Warriors have done such a great job compensating for the way Dallas has tried to run them off the three-point line, and they have made the most of that. So, yeah, you get to a point here. And I know going back home is big. It's huge. And you've said yourself, and I know you said, as Charlie just pointed out, you said you picked the Warriors in five. But even you've been saying, hey, I'm not going to judge anything about how quick this series is going to last until we see what happens in Dallas. So it's a whole different complexion of a ball game when we get back there. But right now, Dallas has to be on some level feeling like, oh, my goodness, if we couldn't win when we were up 19 and we were making everything, where do we go from here? So I'm not sure what they have left to them. Uh, Whatever it is, I'm sure we're going to see it next game. But I think Jay Kidd is running out of answers. Yeah, missed opportunity for them. I think going home, I I think – We'll, we'll see. They could win a couple of games at home. I think that's the one thing from the Dallas side that they probably did show themselves is that they can play well in this series and, and put some pressure on the Warriors. Like they, they didn't have anything going for them in, in game one on, on Wednesday night. So to me, tonight, in a sense, was almost, hey, prove to the to everybody watching this series and prove to, your, to yourselves and to the Warriors. I'm sure they believe it themselves, but, but – prove to the world that you're in this series for the for the long haul. And I think they could have done that and and probably did check that box even in losing, but you know, just showing that they have the capabilities to to really, you know, put a hurting on the Warriors and 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 cause some trouble for them in stretches. So I think that's the one thing that they hang on to is that that maybe going home they can play that well again and get a better defensive effort. And and maybe the Warriors are just a little bit colder shooting the basketball than than they've been in the first couple of games of this series, and and that adds up to making the difference uh, in a win. So I'm I'm open minded to all right. Let's see if Dallas can go home and win two. If they can't go home and win two, then I do think we're going to be talking, you know, next Thursday night about uh, a four one series. Let me ask you this: after game one, I know we talked about this. I felt like Dallas. At halftime of game one, had to feel like, oh, my goodness, we're only down nine. That That's pretty good. I think the Warriors tonight, to me, the fact that they were only down 14 as badly as things had gone. I know Luka made a big three, but I almost felt like the Warriors could feel like, whoa, this could be a lot worse than 14. Did you feel that way? 14's a big deficit at home, but I felt like it could have even been worse, especially the way Dallas was shooting the ball in the first half. Yeah, although I I did think the Luka shot was big. The Warriors yeah. cut it in the second quarter down to 11 really quickly. It was 19, yeah. and the Warriors got it to 11 really quickly. Luka hit the dagger to make it 72 to, to 58. And I, I thought even in the first quarter, the Mavs jumped out to a, a, a 10-2 lead. It was mm-hmm. tw- 26 to 10, and then the Warriors had a 13 nothing run. The Mavs missed five straight threes, and the Warriors ran it down on them. But the Mavs, I thought, closed that quarter. They almost wasted their whole first quarter in the final two minutes, but they were still up seven at the end of, of the quarter. Six straight threes missed by Dallas at that point. And it just, th- there were a couple of times where I thought, man, they're giving it up too quickly. As hot as they were from three, they'd miss four or five in a row. And they'd let half the lead get away in, in a blink. I did think they had a couple of big shots. Brunson hit one. Uh, Bullock hit one. 
Doncic hit the one right before halftime where it kind of stabilized him to where I didn't feel like they completely wasted it, but 14 is is absolutely within striking distance for the Warriors. And and I had this note here, Whitey, before we get back to the phones, as far as the, the deficits overcome go uh, for the Warriors. And you look at the Warriors uh, in the Steve Kerr era, this was the third largest halftime deficit that the Warriors had faced in a, in a home playoff game. So going back to 2015, uh, the Warriors have won all three of, of those deficits. Uh, tonight, 14. Again, wow. that was the third largest in the 19 Western Conference Finals against Portland, they were down 15. And if you remember, they were down double digits in all four of those games. They ended up winning all four and sweeping the Blazers, but down 15 at home in the 19 Conference Finals to Portland and won. And then in the 17 Conference Finals, game one, the game where San Antonio was up 25, but 20 at the half. And San Antonio, that was the game where Kawhi Leonard got hurt and the the play in the corner with with Zaza Pachulia. Zaza. The Warriors were down twenty at ha- yeah, they were down twenty at halftime and won that game. So in the Kerr era, the Warriors have won now the three biggest home deficits at the half that they faced. Wow, I think you could draw a lot of parallels between this series and that twenty nineteen conference final against Portland, which of course the Warriors swept that, and we'll see where it goes from here. But so far, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between this series and that series, JD. Yeah, Dallas can can do some things offensively that that make the Warriors a little uncomfortable. But the big thing I remember from from Portland in that series was they just could not get any stops when they, when they needed to, and the Warriors were always coming and and always going to make a run because you knew they were going to get a, a short stretch at some point in the game to where they could make that run and, and, and flip the game. And then down the stretch in games, they were going to be the team that was going to out-execute the Blazers. And that was even without Kevin Durant uh, when they were doing that in that 19 series. So 8 at 8 Let's keep it rolling here with Josh in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Thanks for getting me in. Um, and I apologize if any of these points have been raised, but – this series really reminds me of that Houston Rockets series where James Harden was the focal point back when he was an MVP candidate, not today's James Harden. And just like in those series, Kevon Looney was such an X factor because of his ability to switch on to not just James Harden, but in this circumstance, Luka Doncic. I've been saying this here since. Oh, we lost. Not fighting on Trump Thanks, Josh. We're cutting out there a little bit at the end, and, and we lost him there. But I, I do think there are some parallels to uh, the, the Rockets and the Mavs and, and Harden and, and Luka. I mean, I think Luka at this point, I mean, just the size, he's he's a handful. But, yeah, Kevon Looney's been a factor in, in both those series. And, and, again, his ability, his unique skill set really plays well for the Warriors style, but also – helping to defend some of these some of these other teams. Yeah, Josh made a great point there, and I think that's been evident from, if I'm not mistaken, the first Dallas possession of the first game where it's like, Looney's on a switch. Hey, he's doing okay. And it happened early again tonight. By the way, this is interesting. 
Luca, when he has these big games like he did tonight, and this is nothing against him. I mean, they needed a huge night and he delivered. But when he has those big nights in the playoffs, they tend to lose. I think in their wins, he scores about 27% of their points in their playoff wins. And if he if they need him to score more than that, they typically they're losing those games. So um, it speaks to, you know, the Warriors. Yeah, Luca had 42, but as long as you can hold down everybody else. Um, and I know Bullock had a good game, but you can still win. In fact, you're some, it looks like in some ways you're more likely to win if Luca is having to carry that heavy a load as he did tonight. All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. M squared, Rich Ray, Big Ron, Matt. Uh, quick timeout here. We'll come back. We're getting to all of you uh, as Warriors wrap-up rolls on. Warriors with the 2-0 series lead over the Mavs. They win tonight in game two, 126-117. to 117. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast cross court skip to wiggins he'll fake puts it on the deck feeds looney goes up for a dunk as time expires kevon looney with an 11 point corner he's got 17 for the game it's a two-point game Starting the fourth quarter. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Warriors up two games to none. John Dickinson back inside Chase Center, joined by Whitey Gleason here on 95-7 The Game. 
And uh, hey, if you like what you hear tonight and over the next hour, we got more for you tomorrow, bright and early, 9 a.m. until 1, uh, Warriors this week, as we'll continue the conversation surrounding the Warriors in the 2-0 series lead as they head to Dallas for games three and four. So Whitey, looking forward to that very much. Absolutely. Just a real quick thought here, and who knows where this is going to go, but Tim Roy made this point today um, when he was on with Willard and Dibbs. You know, we've talked a lot about the Warriors and their centers and their lack of size, and of course Looney had a big game tonight. But you look at the four teams left, and I don't know that anybody has a a center on any of the rosters bigger than six, maybe Deadman, but nobody has that, you know, that that seven-foot, a uh, monstrous uh, dominating center. None of the four teams left. So looks like, you know, for all the angst about the Warriors, they don't have that big. Looks like maybe they're not going to need one, J.D. I'm not saying they'll win without one, but it doesn't look like they're really going to be uh, up against it without one, no matter who they end up playing. Yeah, and I think Robert Williams could hurt the Warriors a, a little bit, but you're right. In terms of sheer size, it you know, he does not possess the, the sheer size that, that has the potential to, to hurt the Warriors maybe in, in the way that – that some of the bigs for for Memphis did, uh, or or a guy like Jokic, obviously who's a terrific player and a, and a two time MVP. Uh, Boston is something I we should get into. I think tomorrow on Warriors this week a little bit because I I think they have the goods uh, to too. really give Me the too. Warriors a run for their money uh, in in a, in an NBA final. So I know we might spend a good good chunk of time talking about that maybe next week on the show, but right. I do think it's it's never too early to start looking ahead at some of the possibilities as that series sits at 1-1 at one and one in Game 3 uh, in Boston tomorrow uh, as the East and the West alternate days here uh, during the conference finals. All right, appreciate everybody that held on the line. Let's let's keep it rolling. We'll get through uh, everybody here. M Squared in Dublin is up first this segment on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, M Squared? J.D. Whitey, big win. Uh, ho, hope you guys are doing well tonight. A um, couple comments. Whitey, I'm not going to tell you that the turkey was dry, dude, but um, Draymond getting seated in the third was a blessing in disguise. He he just wasn't mentally in the game tonight, and um, it was frustrating to watch as a fan. It was frustrating that Kerr didn't pull him sooner. It was frustrating that his players didn't settle him down and get him away from the referees, but he was caught up in complaining and picking arguments with other players. Just as a bad look. I love Draymond. Tonight was not his night. Um, comments or compliments to Kerr, you know, look at the, you know, the, the game that Looney had. And I think that was a direct result of Kerr's coaching. He saw that the Mavs were going to give them that shot all night long and he exploited it. And that kept them in the game long enough for Steph to find his rhythm and get his dagger shots in and, and, you know, really pick up and take off. So um, also brilliant move putting Moody in. Um, I know some other folks have talked about this, but he just looked, very, very disruptive out of the perimeter. And um, I thought he played really good, played way, way beyond what a 19-year-old should look like. Um, Wiggins, on paper, you know, somebody's going to look at this and say, ah, Luca had a great night, torched Wiggins. Wiggins didn't have a great job. If Wiggins doesn't do the job he did tonight, Luca goes for 56 and we lose. So I want to make it very clear that um, I've been on the Wiggins train for a long time, but it's even more so now, like, all four feet into the Wiggins train because he's killing it. And then just kind of final comment, you know, JD text Steiny, uh, cause Steph saying night, night while the ball was still in the air is probably <laughs> one of the most savage things I've ever seen in all my time watching basketball. That was just gangster. 
that's all I got for you guys tonight. Um, good luck uh, on Sunday. Go Warriors. I'm out. Appreciate it, M squared. Yeah, they're in in the the Steiny JD uh, back and forth, and and I don't know if you heard we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, if if whenever there's a night night, that's usually when Steiny doesn't like text back for like two days. So, <laughs> but night night has become a part. I know Dibs obviously uses. I mean, there's a lot of people that that that. But yeah, night night has become a uh, that that's become a fun back and forth between mm-hmm. Steiny and I. Yeah, well, I'm glad, too, that M-Squared mentioned Wiggins because we were talking about Wiggins so much after game one. And tonight, to his point, yeah, you know, Wiggins had 16. He made five of 14 shots. He made, him uh, but he he made Luka a, work, though. He did make him did, work. He did, and he played more minutes. He played 38 minutes, and he worked his tail off for every one of those. So it's a great point, and he stuck his nose in there. And the problem with Wiggins when there is one is that you don't notice him, right? It's like he's disengaged. Well, he didn't have huge numbers tonight, but he was really impactful at both ends. So that was a big game uh, for Wiggins, and I'm glad that M-squared uh, pointed that out. As far as Draymond, there was one stretch there, I think, after they took Draymond out with one of his fouls, where after he was out, the Warriors, if I got the numbers right from TNT, they outscored Dallas 34-15 to with Draymond out. That was remarkable, and tip of the cap to Looney, but yeah, Draymond was not having a good game, even before he had to leave with foul trouble. Some really bad turnovers for him, so he just wasn't, I don't know, he seemed out of sorts and kind of distracted all night long, even before he got into foul trouble, J.D.? Yeah, just didn't have it tonight. I think, you know, Steve Kerr's never going to rip him out of the game due to ineffectiveness. Like, he, he's just too big a part of, of what the Warriors do. But, yeah, I think you did have the numbers right, and it was an immediate 12-2 run that started it with the Warriors uh, down 15, and they cut it to five almost immediately, and then they were they were in the game from there, and it continued uh, with the 19-6 to close of the quarter, and then the Warriors jumped out at the beginning of the fourth quarter, 19-9, to uh, with Draymond back in at around the 6.30 mark. And then Draymond uh, did hit the big three uh, mm-hmm. that helped push the lead up to nine. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to see Steve Kerr, I think, pulling Draymond out. And then Moody's getting the Moody's getting the, the Lee minutes, I think, moving forward in this series uh, until – you know, Iguodala is able to come back, although he's going to be you know, reevaluated. I guess at, w- at which point there there were updates on both Iguodala and uh, Gary Payton the second earlier today pregame. Uh, Payton the second is going to be reevaluated a week from today, so that puts him out for game three, four, and five. He had already been ruled out, uh, and then Iguodala was a little more cryptic. Uh, both players progressing well. Next update on Iguodala. No specific reevaluation date, just uh, whenever he can return to team activities at practice is kind of the next step for him. But it he, sounds like he's not ready to do that, uh, at least at this point, although the Warriors are not going to have a formal practice until Monday in Dallas, as they'll use tomorrow as a, as a travel day. So let, let's keep it moving on the phone lines. Rich Ray next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rich Ray. Hey, J.D. Whitey, y'all do a great job. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, and by the way, uh, Wiggins hit a big three in there, but that's not what I called to talk mm-hmm. about. I uh, wanted to talk about uh, Looney and Curry and just how we uh, win the rebounding challenge night in and night out. You know, I think Looney is perfect at this point. He's played with the guys so long. He knows how to really get his spacing in there. When the guys penetrate, he finds a little crease. He knows they're going to find him. You know, as far as these re- the, all his rebounds, you know, it's like he knows 
he can probably pick these shots up halfway through the air where they where they're gonna bounce. You know, and it's the same thing with uh with with Curry getting all these rebounds. People wonder how the hell is Curry getting all these rebounds? It's like, you know, I, I played little uh, like Curry, and it's like he if Curry knows where his 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 players shots are gonna bounce. That's how Curry and, and, and they're hustling to the spot before the ball gets there, and that's what you have to do when you're a smaller team. And then we forget like. Looney and just his build, like he has these like wide shoulders and these like shorter legs, and you know he's kind of like getting off the ground sort of fast after these balls. He's tipping stuff. He's getting two and three offense the boards at a time. You know my question, and, and then I take and I get off the air for you. You know I wonder if Kerr is still considering you know limiting Looney's time in all these playoff series, like we heard you know a, a, a couple weeks ago. Thanks for taking my call. Take it off the air, y'all. Yeah, appreciate it, Rich Ray. Go, go ahead, White. I'll let you jump in here. Um, what Rich Ray had to say about Looney it reminds me of something that a, a former NBA player told me once, and I was asking him about, you know, rebounding. Everyone says rebounding is just effort, but there's got to be more to it. And this guy said, every team needs, you need a guy who just, that's what he does. He goes after the ball. Because um, not everybody does that. You need a guy who's going to go get the ball. The Warriors, I think, maybe have more than one guy to his point. You know, Steph's good at that. But I think Kevon Looney is that guy with them. Where when the shot's going up, you know, and as soon as the shot's going up, of course, he's assuming miss. And he's just going to get the ball. And it's a great point, talking about guys reading the ball off the backboard. Rodman, of course, was a master of that. But I think that's what we're seeing with Looney as far as a minutes restriction. That It was pretty apparent there that Steve Kerr was very reluctant to have Looney and Draymond on the floor at the same time a lot because he felt like it caused spacing issues. But right now in this series, you know, once they went back to Kavon as a starter, that's been out the window. Kavon Looney tonight, of course, some of this was because of foul trouble, but he played 32 minutes, and it's hard to imagine the Warriors winning uh, without the way he played. I'll just say this real quick. There's kind of a theme to this. Draymond didn't play well, and the Warriors still won. The Warriors were way behind, and they still won. And the other side of it is if you're Dallas – Wow, we shot the ball lights out from three in the first half, and we couldn't win. Jalen Brunson, we needed a big game from him. He had a huge game with 31, and we still didn't win. So I don't know how much of that transfers to the next game because every game has its own identity in the playoffs. They are going back home, but this has to be for the Warriors. It's like, wow, did you see what we just did? And Dallas has to be, as I said before, kind of wondering where do we go from here? We're running out of answers after tonight. Yeah, I think you make the case that it's – going to ultimately be the the difference in the series <laughs> whether it winds up four to one or four two or however it shakes out I think the Mavs will look back at tonight and say hey this is the difference in the series yep. I do think it's important for the Warriors to win early we've talked about that in this series because fatigue has been a factor and mm-hmm. the Warriors for whatever reason have not played as well as these series have gone on in each round Denver and Memphis as the series has shifted and gotten into the middle, really game four, game five, game six against Memphis, and game four, game five against Denver, the Warriors did not play well, really, in any of those five games. The middle toward the – it's as if – and Steiny said this a lot on, on his show with Goo – it's it's as if they're hanging on and just trying to do enough to win the series off of the cushion that they built themselves early on. So getting up 2 nothing for the Warriors is big – because that has been problematic for them as these series have, have gone on. It's gotten a little dicey for them in the middle games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jordan Poole, huge game. Nice to see him continue to assert himself as a as a postseason player. And Otto Porter Jr., 
huge tonight again without Draymond. What are you going to do? Looney did a great deal to compensate for Draymond's absence, and Otto Porter Jr. a huge game. Otto Porter Jr. and Looney too, right, JD? There's chances. I mean, contractually, you look at their contracts. Are they going to be here next year? I don't know, but I'd hate to think of this team without either one of those guys right now. West Oakland, Sam, next on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Sam? Hey, hey, I just want to carry on to exactly what you said about Otto Porter Jr., but I want to bring it back to to um, Looney and Jordan Poole. You know what has me worried about whenever I see um, Looney and and Jordan Poole get off like that? It's the fact that, like, I'm looking at, like, damn, how can we carry this over into next year? And then I think about the bag that Looney deserves. Looney has been giving us the hometown discount for a couple of years. And, man, I, I'm I'm just so – I know you got – I'm so proud of Looney. Like, the way – like, I'm so proud of Kevon Looney. I'm so proud of what he's become. He is, like, the ultimate reassurance package. Of, he is the ultimate gift. And he deserved the bag, man. And to see – I don't know how we're going to make this work, but if there's anything I know about, you have to live in the moment. You have to live in the moment. Let's get this ring this year with this team. But Looney deserves money. He has gave, he, he's getting so much out of the body that all of us have collectively. We have the same body as Looney, and he's getting so much out of that body. And I can't tell you how much, how proud I am of Louie. And I don't know how Joe Lickham is going to make this work. I know he's making money hand over fist with whatever he has going on over there. Tonight looked like Thrive City when I was watching on TV. It looked like the Deer District. And I want us, I want this team to stay, like I want this exact core to be together. And I want Jordan Poole to like not, be angry about what he deserves next year. I want him to stay awarded to continue to continue to transition after Curry and then leave. I want everything to happen for the next few years because it's working together so perfectly. And it's crazy how we got points and we came back in the game without Curry and Draymond being in there. Can you believe that? Without Curry and Draymond being in there, we were able to come back in the game. And Looney, man. I don't know what else to say. Just Looney, he deserves everything. Like, he deserves everything. He scored the most points in his career tonight, y'all. That's crazy. Thanks, Sam. Great great phone call. 888-957-9570. Let's get Big Rob in in Vallejo. He's been waiting patiently uh, on the phone lines, and then we'll we'll comment on Sam and Big Rob here uh, after the fact. Uh, What's going on, Big Rob? All right, man. Not much, baby and whitey. Uh, man, it's funny now that we won, man, but uh, Draymond was running extra hot today, man. He was cracking me up after the game, man. Uh, like, he won't blow up. He my thought, man. Uh, but that, I just want to talk about that sixth foul, man. Like, that was that's the most stupidest foul I've ever seen, man. One of them. Like, it put him in the bonus late in the game. Like, that didn't need to be done right there. Even though like we played better without him, I think Draymond was like minus nineteen or something like that. But uh, even Reggie Miller during the broadcast, he was like, "Oh yeah, man, uh, Draymond ain't making it to the to the rest of this game right here." <laughs> and I was cracking up off that. But 
if you want to do a podcast or something real quick. But uh, the main reason why I call was because uh, I just want to talk about how awesome it is to, to play with these three Hall of Famers, man. Obviously, I don't play with them, but for these players to be able to play with Steph, Draymond, and uh, Clay and have uh, Iggy on the bench, like it gives them so much confidence. 82 Loon, he's, he's confident through the roof right now. And even Wiz, like, I was thinking, like, maybe that's what happened to Poole last year. All these players gave him confidence over the offseason. It seemed like Wig and Looney been in the league forever. They 26, 27. They're not spring chickens, but they got some years on them. And uh, they're kind of soft-spoken, you know, not much uh, emotion and everything when they're playing. Kind of remind me, like, of a Harrison Barnes-style type type player, just just consistent, always trying to improve, work on the little things like that. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm just – it's just, it's just awesome to see how those players, even the younger players, the rookies, could just keep playing with them. And, uh, you know, Steve Kerr knows all about confidence as far as getting from a, a Hall of Fame player playing with Jordan and stuff. So I just want you to uh, take your uh, thoughts off the air and just talk about going forward, how much confidence these players can get while, you know, the Hall of Famers kind of riding to the sunset. Night, night. Well, the night, ultimate night. confidence, and we appreciate <laughs> night night from Big Rob and in Vallejo. Uh, not quite yet. We're going to keep this thing rolling for about another half hour or so. But uh, as far as the ultimate confidence, Whitey comes from at least it would come from if this team can win a championship. And you look at all of the experience that some of the young players have been able to 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 have you know, with you know, learning and growing and developing and all of that. I thought. You know, David Aldridge had a great tweet, uh, the longtime great NBA writer and, and reporter, uh, and I, I caught it uh, earlier, and I, I thought it was just terrific. And, and he's you know had been with The Athletic in a lot of different places. But he said, and I'll, I'll quote it now, Jordan Poole is the bridge, David Aldridge tweeted. It's his presence that melds the Warriors' great Splash Brothers' Draymond Pass to its future – with Kaminga and Moody uh, moving forward. Without him, Golden State may have had to choose. Now they don't have to. Poole's emergence ties it all together. I thought that was a great observation. Him becoming as good as he has become and as much of a factor helps bridge it without the Warriors having to to maybe say, oh, we're too young in certain areas and we have to get rid of a piece here to try and win a championship. That Poole's good enough. He's become that extra player potentially to where they can win it, and that means they don't have to rush into the next era. Yeah, and to see him, Jordan Poole, that is, and Wiggins play so well in the postseason. Remember, there was some question, well, can they do it in the postseason? It was one of the things we wondered about before the Denver series. The fact that they have done it, that speaks to you know what Big Rob's saying about the confidence. They have confidence not only just playing with the three guys who've been here, but the culture is still working, and it's not just those three. Steve Kerr mentioned that tonight at one point. I think it might have been the start of the fourth quarter. He was telling the team, you know, just trust each other. We're in a really good spot, which speaks to the confidence. We've done this before. We're doing it now. We have these players. We have the new players. It's all fitting together. So they're all playing with a great deal of confidence. And I really think that to come back from 19 like that, you have to have that. There has to be that level of belief that we can do it. If we keep doing what we know we can do, it's going to work. So, And then that just gives you more confidence going forward. Real quickly, Big Rob made a great point, I think, about Draymond. I hate to go back to that, but that foul, the sixth foul that Draymond committed, 
was like, that's a really not a smart foul. And I mentioned it not to, you know, pile on Draymond, but it does speak to me to the fact that for whatever reason tonight, he just wasn't focused on the task at hand at either end. I, I don't expect we'll see that in the next game, but he just wasn't very Draymond-esque at all tonight. Words were able to overcome that. Why do, why, what do you attribute that to? I mean, could do you think – I know he was named to the – NBA all-defensive second team. You think maybe he was a little ticked off about not being on the first team. I was surprised when I saw that. Uh, I know he got mic'd up. Uh, but I don't know. Was he mic'd up during the game as well? I know he was mic'd up for his pregame warm-up. I think he was doing an interview with the TNT crew. It looked like I was actually on the floor as he was was mm-hmm. warming up. They were they were strapping him uh, in with the with the you know a, an IFB and a microphone and all of that, so he had it on under his his warm up uh, as he was going through his his pregame shooting you know an hour or so before tip off, and it looked like he was doing an interview with the with the guys there. So I I don't know. I mean, could just be a bad game, uh, but what what would you maybe attribute it to other than just an off night? It's a fair question. I have no idea, but to me it was noticeable. From the jump when you had, and Reggie Miller even mentioned this, the Warriors have four turnovers, and Draymond has three of them, and they were bad Kane turnovers. Fitzgerald? Kane Fitzgerald part of it? <laughs> maybe, the, the Kane maybe, Fitzgerald uh, maybe seeing that's him for the was... first time since game one in, in Memphis? Yeah, I did think that you know most guys probably would have gotten that second tee. And on the TNT telecast, J.D., that I think Reggie Miller, maybe it was Van Gundy, was saying, Draymond is not – he knows they're not going to throw him out of this game. He's got the one, and they know it. And he knows that he can tiptoe right up to that line. They're not going to throw him out. So I thought they gave him a little leeway there as far as that goes. But he just had a really bad night. And then, But he did make up for it to a degree by knocking down that huge three. That was a huge shot. And we all know that's what Draymond needs to do. And he knows it. When they needed it, he did it. Took another one, maybe a little heat check, but he did make that huge huge one when they really needed it and it's rare you see Draymond uh, a minus 19 in any game and it's even more rare you see Draymond a minus 19 and the Warriors actually win the game and Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. that's sort of the theme of the night I think for the Warriors getting enough from other other places to where they can overcome just a, a terrific shooting performance uh, from the Dallas Mavericks in the 21 of 45 and, and still able to win the game. So 888-957-9570, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. couple of callers here. Ricky and Floyd, we'll get to you coming back. We'll also hear a little bit from the postgame press conferences as well as we'll keep this thing rolling to 11 on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wiggins now puts it on the deck, backs down Brunson, shoveled up top to Draymond, takes a three. Good! Draymond from downtown! It's 105-96. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570. Full phone lines, Whitey. Big night uh, across the board for the Warriors as uh, they get the win 126-117. to 117. Two games to none. The series advantage for the Dubs as they'll fly to Dallas tomorrow. Game three in Dallas Sunday. Game four in Dallas on Tuesday. We'll see if the Mavs can get one of those at least to force a game five, which would be back in this building on Thursday. So six nights from tonight. Whitey, what do you say we get to to some more phone calls? We do have our shot of the game coming up between now and 11, uh, but we got a lot of people want to talk, so let's get to it. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. in Boston next here. What's going on, Ricky? You're up first here as we go rapid fire on the Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Cool, man. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, what a crazy game that was, man. It's like the Warriors took the Mavs heart, bro. It's because, like, you know, all the Mavericks players were, like, scoring well the first half, mostly three quarters, right? And they still lost the game. If I was, like, a Mavs player, man, I'd be, like, you know, discouraged, man. I'd be like, how the hell do we lose that game? You know what I mean? That's how I'll be talking to myself if I was a Mavericks player. But anyway, uh, you know, the second quarter, Damian Lee, man, that was pretty horrible, bro. Like, he almost single you know, he almost lost that game. So just in that second quarter, those fouls, those turnovers, those stupid shots. I mean, Clay, he didn't even touch the ball that second quarter until, like, the eight-minute mark. I was counting. I'm like, bro, when are you going to shoot the ball? And you had players like Damian Lee, Jordan Poole shooting. I don't mind Jordan shooting it, but Damian over Clay shooting the ball. I'm like, come on. But anyway, I just great win. Hope Clay gets to get together. I want to see my man Clay. Back, man. Um, I'm a big fan of the Warriors, so let's go Warriors, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Appreciate it, Ricky. Yeah, Damian Lee only took two shots, Whitey, but uh, and he only played five minutes, which is kind of surprising. But minus twelve in those five minutes, he was those. That was as bad a shift as I think anybody's had uh, for the Warriors in 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 this playoff. I think the shots he took, as I recall, I understand Ricky's point, but Damian Lee, that's why he's out there. You know, he had two open threes, and he took them, and he, he shot them badly, so they couldn't leave him in. But if he's out there and he gets that open that open wing three, he's got to take that shot. It just They didn't fall tonight, and we may not see him again in this series now unless we get another blowout. Yeah, and the good news is Moses Moody played his slot in the second mm-hmm. half and played well. So I think it, it, that makes it, even on the road, an easy call for Steve Kerr moving forward. And as you pointed out earlier, Moody had a really good fourth quarter in March in Dallas yeah. against the Mavs. Yeah. So very poised. You know, that was the game where the Mavs were taking the ball out of Steph's hands with some hard doubles, and the ball was finding Moody, and Moody knocked down a couple of threes, had a couple of drives to the basket for layups, hit a pull-up. 
So he he really made the Mavs pay and I think looked very comfortable against the Mavs in that game, which probably led to the Warriors being comfortable to throw him out there in a situation where Damian Lee had probably exhausted uh, exhausted the patience, shall we say, of, of the Warriors for, for throwing him out there here down Iguodala and down Peyton. Floyd and Pacifica next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Floyd. Yes, you guys are hitting on a lot of good points here. First of all, you're right about nitpicking. I mean, this is a huge win. And yeah, <laughs> some things could have been better, but geez, we should be enjoying it. Uh, second, it's it's not a it's not a great call to say, I hope things will be the same in two years, three years from now. Even for the Warriors, amazing dynasty. Things are never the same two years later. One season, they, they set the record for wins in a season and then lost the championship. I mean, it's always a struggle, and it never stays the same. And fin- finally, with Draymond, I think people always misunderstand him. He's like a hockey enforcer, and his numbers may be bad, and his plus-minus may be bad, but no one messes with Steph and Clay or JP while they're in the air um, because Draymond is out there to keep law and order. And uh, I, I think he did that tonight, even if he didn't run up big numbers. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Floyd. From Floyd, we go to Daryl in Vallejo on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Daryl. Daryl. Hey, how you doing, man? First of all, first and foremost, good win for the Dubs. Um, you know, we champions, championship bloodline. Um, I got a major problem with Damian Lee on the court. Uh, I don't understand why he's playing. Uh, those are minutes for Kaminga, Moody. More minutes for Jordan Poole. Uh, I don't understand why Kirky's running him out there. All he does is mess up. So I'd rather see Moody mess up or Kaminga mess up. But this guy, it feels like nepotism, which is not cool. He's no other team in the NBA that he can play for. He's on our team, and he's playing playoff minutes, and he's messing up the game. And I really don't understand it. That's all I had to say. Yeah, thank, thanks for the call. And look, I, we get the frustration on it, and Steve Kerr made the change, and I think – he overall he has not been that bad in in a lot of these games and he's going to trust the veterans talking about Steve Kerr and I think he's going to trust the veterans until until it gets to a point sure. where he just can't trust him anymore and I think tonight was was that breaking point if you will and that's not to say that Damian Lee won't be playing again as the playoffs roll on and not be playing again even in this series. I think Steve Kershone, he may go away from somebody and, and go back to him. I, I think the fans do get a little carried away with with how bad uh, it, you know it it has been at times for Damian Lee, tonight notwithstanding. Tonight was pretty brutal. But in the playoffs, you don't say, I'd rather just have the young guy make mistakes than the veteran make mistakes. You're trying to put the player out there that's going to make the fewest amount of mistakes because those mistakes really can get you beat. And I think that's why Steve Kerr finally made the made the switch. And I think, look, I, I tweeted this, and we talked about it briefly earlier, Whitey, but the fact that Kaminga's not playing at all right now, it is a statement to the lack of trust that Steve Kerr and the coaching staff have in him after maybe they feel they put a little too much on his plate in trying to throw him into the starting lineup in the last series. 
Yeah, I think Damian Lee, he's a willing defender and he can make shots. And he didn't make shots tonight, and so he may not play again in this series. But to the caller's point, you know, he couldn't play on any other team. Damian Lee, and he's not a great player, we know, but as a rookie, he averaged 11 points a game for the Atlanta Hawks. That's a fact. I mean, that was it was only in 15 games, but that was Damian Lee on a whole different team, and he averaged 10.7 points per game. So the notion that he's only there because of Steph or whatever, you know, that, that's I understand your frustration, as you said, but no, there's just nothing to that. He's a guy who's shown he can make shots, and he didn't make them tonight, so I don't think we're going to have to worry about that again, at least uh, in this series, assuming Moses Moody can continue to play like he's playing. But you're right. It's not like, oh, they should add Kaminga in there to play. You know, Kaminga doesn't do the same things Damian Lee does. So understand the frustration. But, yeah, we move on. Damian Lee didn't play well tonight, so we move on. Big win. Big win. You move on. Moody's probably going to get the minutes. And in the regular season, I think you can say, okay, just give the minutes to young player X or young player Y. In the playoffs, Absolutely. you gotta be you got to be a little bit more careful Absolutely. than that. And I think that's why it's gotten to, to this point. And, again, I think the other thing that does need to be pointed out is if Damian Lee wouldn't be playing if Iguodala and, and even Peyton. Right. If, if just Peyton was available, right. I don't think Damian Lee would be playing at all. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, but when you get down a couple of rotation players, you have to have somebody else step in, and Steve Kerr going with the, the veterans. Cleve in San Jose, a 95-7 the game. Hey, Cleve. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's going on, Cleve? Not much. How are you guys? Doing well. Good, good, good. Uh, I just yeah. want to get up the coaching staff. Because I think when the Warriors were down by 19, they didn't panic. And they didn't let the team panic. They have championship pedigree, and they just kept everything in line. And they know Warriors basketball. And I want to get the Kerr to keep Looney in and not play Kaminga. I just thought it was a great win. That's it. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Thank thanks you. We had a call, delay, Cleve. almost had a delay a game, uh, that a warning yeah. for Cleve there with the way that call started. But it's just a warning, and as long as we don't get another one from him, I don't have to call it technical, JD. Yeah, you were you were ready with the whistle. In fact, I you you started to call it, and then it sounded like you put the you put the whistle back yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, it yeah. Was, you you were you were you were reaching for it. You were about to do it, and then you all right. No, we'll, we'll play on. We'll play move on. on. We'll play on. Yeah. yeah. Play on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think the point, yeah, J.D., yeah, I think Cleve's point, to me it speaks to just how well Steve Kerr knows the team. Um, yeah, he's a fine coach, but he really knows this team, and he has a real good knack. As the best coaches do, they understand when their team's struggling, why they're struggling. And as he says, we just came out, we were just frantic, and we lost our poise. And so he's able to tell them, look, we got to just get our poise back and get back to let the game come to us a little bit. And he's exactly right. So to me, a lot of it is just a coach understanding his team, knowing his team so well, even though you know there's some newer guys on the team. But he can see the team play, and he can understand, all right, this is what we're not doing as well as we do, guys. And they trust him. And in this case tonight, he was absolutely right. And I agree, it was a, a very vital piece of the fact that they were able to come back in the second half, the fact that they recognized what was going wrong in the first half in addition to Dallas just making so many shots. All right, 888-957-9570. David and San Leandro next on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Whitey. Hey, David. J.D. and Whitey, two of my favorite hosts. Uh, I'm a man. I'm 40. 
lifelong <laughs> Warrior fan and um, felt a little guilty in that fourth quarter run wanting to keep the the big three, uh, Curry, Clay, and Draymond on the bench when everything was going well with Looney, Porter, and Poole and just feel, and well, we're not there yet, but just feeling that, okay, we're ready to make that transition of Curry, Clay, Draymond looking old, but um, and then Curry, obviously, and Clay in particular coming in and proving me wrong, but just as dealing with the ups and downs of this team my whole life of like doubting that the the big three could do it and seeing the future, it was it was a weird feeling. Go Warriors, we're up 2-0, but it was like that thought crept into my mind, and I, I just I'm confessing my sins to uh, Father Whitey here that uh, that 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 was weird, but I th- I think I think we're good. What do you guys think about that? Of keeping those guys that the the rotation that kept the run going, leaving them in there to keep doing what they're doing. We won. It doesn't matter. But that was just me sitting on my couch as a fan. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, David. I I thought Steve Kerr rolled with it pretty well I mean you're always bringing Steph back in I mean that that was the one I know Draymond came back in with with 630 to go and Moody ended up playing what about 10 minutes of of the 12 in the fourth quarter after he hadn't played so he left Moody out there Mm -hmm. quite a bit I'm I'm just looking at it now as Draymond came back Draymond and Curry came back at about the six minute mark Wiggins came back for Clay before that, and then Clay came in for Otto Porter, uh, but Poole didn't come in for Moody yeah, until the final about two and a half minutes of, of the game at that point. So I, I thought Steve Kerr balanced it pretty well. Maybe there was a case to be made for for letting Draymond sit a little bit longer, but I, I don't care how bad a game Draymond's playing. You still want him out there in winning time. Yes, I understand where David's coming from then. Uh, uh, but I, you're right, but I understand where, where he's coming from. And David, you know, all is forgiven. Don't You don't need to worry about it. You watch the next game and you're good. You don't have to have any Hail Marys or any of that stuff. But I understand where he's coming from, J.D., because I kind of felt the same way in that the unit had been playing so well and they were dominating. It felt like they were starting to pull away. And I was like, oh, you hate to see that because they just played with such confidence. Obviously, to your point, you're right. It's Steph freaking Curry. You're going to get Steph in the game. But I can understand where David was coming from. Because like, man, they've tilted this game. This game is really going in the Warriors' favor now. And you hated to see them make that change. But obviously, it was it was the right right call to make. Just speaks to how well um, Poole and, and Porter play. Porter was really good tonight. Man, he's a really good player. He's a really good player for the Warriors going forward. Uh, 888-957-9570. Whitey, the people just want to talk. I know we had some Steve Kerr postgame sound. Uh, we had Kavon Looney, but but let's keep it moving with the people. We'll, we'll rack up some of that sound for Warriors this week tomorrow when we get out of here at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, Armand in Redwood City is next. Hey, Armand. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, I just want to touch up on Moody. Uh, I thought he was really looking like part of the system, not trying to do too much, making key passes. Uh finishing at the rim on that one play. And also the Mavs shot 45 threes because all they do is the pick and roll with Luka every time. It was a joke. I was telling my brother, oh, let me guess, they're going to do the pick and roll. And sure enough, they just kept doing it. And because I think because of that, 
the war they don't the Warriors don't uh, exert as much energy on defense, and uh, you know they've kind of they've gone through this before this one man army you know with LeBron you know Harden and most recently uh, Jokic, and I think because of that uh, the Warriors were well well rested, and that gave Curry the ability to finish at the rim, and uh, yeah that's all I got for you guys tonight. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Armand. 888-957-9570. Let's get uh, our shot of the game in for this evening. Our, our shot of the game brought to you by the County of Santa Clara. Clay Thompson puts it on the deck. Pass to the corner. There's Porter Jr. Let's it fly! Three ball! The Warriors have their first lead of the night. It's 86-85. Right at the top of the fourth quarter. Warriors down two, going to the fourth. First possession of the fourth. Otto Porter knocks down the three. And, yeah, the Warriors with their first lead of the game right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and the Warriors would, would wind up uh, extending that lead, and, and they would not trail again uh, mm -hmm. in this one. The one lead change on that shot, and that is your shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call 211. Big shot. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter Porter. To the caller's point, I think that's an important point. The fact that Dallas, they were just missing shots. And you got to give the word defense some credit for that. But yeah, Dallas offensively, they're a little predictable. And Luka hit some big shots, had a big night, and, and so did uh, Brunson. But when they're just missing shots and you don't have to exert that much energy defensively, then you have enough energy to come from 19 down and still finish strong and win the game going away. Let's uh, keep it rolling here. Uh, we did have a caller. Uh, Sterling had, had made the note to both of us, Whitey. We had a caller that, that was asking if the Warriors have home court advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs. They do. Uh, the home court advantage in this series, and they would have home court advantage over either Boston, who won 51 games, Warriors won 53, or Miami, if Miami wins the East Finals. Both the Heat and the Warriors won 53, but the Warriors won both head-to-head -head matchups against Miami, so that secured the tiebreaker for Golden State. So, yes, the road to the championship uh, for this series, as long as the Warriors don't drop one at home and they haven't yet in the postseason, and the next series goes through Chase Center, where you look at it now and the Warriors are 8-0 and in the playoffs here uh, at Chase Center. So let's uh, keep it rolling on the phones. Chris and San Leandro, final couple of minutes here. A Warriors wrap-up with J.D. and Whitey on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Chris. J.D., Whitey, game one, that game one blowout victory was great. But this game two soul-snatching win, oh, my God. We got the Lucas special, 42 points. We got Jalen Brunson putting up 31. That's 73 points from the backcourt. Three, Dallas was raining threes, but we still won the game. And we won it, we won it in convincing matter down the stretch. So I'm, this, this feels special to me. I mean, this you have that inkling. Uh, of that, that maybe this is a, a championship team tonight. They showed it. They showed it, and I think I think tonight, when we look back at this series, Whitey, not to be redundant, but this is going to be the game that I think is the is the tipping point in in this series, where the Warriors are going to look at it and say, "Man, if we had lost game one or game two, maybe there had been." There, Dallas would have really had some action, and I think Dallas is going to ultimately, whether this thing goes five or six, or or even if the Mavs are able to push this thing and, and win 
three of maybe the next you know four ball games in this series and force it to the brink, I think the Mavs are going to look at this one as the one that got away and ultimately as the as the decider in the Warriors winning this series. Yeah, I think Dallas knew if they were going to compete in this series, and it still holds true because we're only two games in, they were going to have to make a lot of threes, and they were really going to have to have their way with the Warriors defensively. And two games in, you know, they had one half of the two games where they made a ton of threes, but defensively they just have not gotten traction at all. I mean, you look at the way the Warriors came back uh, tonight. Even in that first half, the Warriors still, they had a really good offensive first half numbers-wise. So that's, those are the big issues for Dallas. And again, tonight they made the ton of threes, but they just have not been able to get stops. And you're not going to beat the Warriors if you're not getting stops. And that's what Dallas's whole game plan was based on, taking away your backcourt, taking away Steph, you know, in the regular season, trapping him. What are you going to do now? They just haven't had any defensive answers for the Warriors two games in. Yeah, the Warriors have just been able to get whatever they want in the paint, and and you look at it, and the Warriors now, uh, with the win tonight, uh, can play the two games in Dallas at a position of advantage. All of the pressure now on Dallas. If they're going to make this thing a series, they have to go home and win both games. I do think Dallas gets a little bit of confidence from the way that they played tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, hey, we can really hurt the Warriors in, in some ways over extended stretches. They showed none of that in the game here, game one on Wednesday. Tonight they showed, I think, another level, and and it's just a matter of can they go home as the series now shifts and it's every other day and the Warriors may be a little bit of an older team with the travel. Can, it, for Dallas, it's pretty simple. Put this one behind you and and try and go home and win too. I mean, that's the only shot you have to, to make it a series. The Warriors now – no, they don't need Game 3. Uh, I don't think you want to see a Game 5 in Memphis-type scenario the last time the Warriors were sort of in this position uh, in a series. But they know they can kind of hang around now, even if Dallas is on a hot streak. And I think that gives the Warriors a lot of confidence that if they do get down, they know they can come back. And again, all of the pressure is on Dallas to finish. If they do hit this hot streak and they get a double-digit lead, if you just you know, you cut it to eight, going to the fourth or whatever, you know every team's got that run. The Warriors typically always make a run. Uh, that's what made the Memphis game so surprising. But you know, they, now they can kind of they can kind of linger and 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 put that onus on the Mavs to almost be perfect for the next two games. The Warriors, when they beat Phoenix on Christmas Day, I think this team that was their signature win. I'm not talking about the Durant teams, the championship teams. I'm talking about this team. That was their signature win. They had another one New Year's Day at Utah. Maybe not as impressive as the win at Phoenix, but it was close to a signature win. But this win tonight, without question, given the stakes coming from 19 down, this was this team's signature win to this point. Who knows where they go from here? And I just want to point out, fun fact, if you take Luca's number 77 and you turn it upside down, you get two L's, which is what the Mavericks have (laughs) so far in this series. A uh, couple of calls here before we call it a night. That's that is tremendous. I, I kind of wish you would have saved that for maybe the open at nine o'clock tomorrow uh, for for Warriors this week. I'll bring it back if you want. But yeah, we're gonna bring it back uh, here in about ten hours on on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, let's get C and Pal- East Palo Alto, and then Oscar to close it out. C, uh, you're on ninety five seven. Oh, we lost C. We lost C. Let's go to Oscar. Oscar, you're the final caller of the night here in Stockton. Hey, what's going on with you guys, fellas? Golden State. What's going on, Oscar? Man, we back at it again. Hello? 
That's it. Back at it, Oscar. What's uh, what, what are your thoughts on the game tonight? Oh, my, you know, it was like, like you guys said, our, our defense earlier, the heads, when we first start, when Post Step got in a foul trouble, he got to stay with Lucas. That's why we was getting in trouble. We are trying to overcompensate for the heads, and they kept getting lost. It was getting open threes. Once we stopped doing that in the second half and we started playing our game, you know, that, that was going to eventually happen. Remember, you keep on shooting threes like that, you ain't going to stay that hot for the rest of the game. And that's why the Warriors just stayed the course and kept their head in the game. But I want to say another thing. Yeah, the Warriors is doing good when the big dude is on the bench. That gave Kirk confidence to play the kids more. But you got to go back to Steph, Draymond, and Clay at the end of the game. That's, that's a must. That's that championship DNA. And that's what Steve Kirk did pay the big bucks for to make sure you get the right people in at the right time. And I'm going to step up with Damon Lee. Damon Lee didn't make it to the league because of Steph Curry. Damon Lee has a resume before he got to before he got Rick Steph Curry's sister. And um, Damon Lee has won a lot of games for the Warriors. That's why they trust Damon Lee. He just made a couple of, he had a little bad game tonight. But he's going to go back to Damon Lee. You got to remember, he plays good defense, man. He makes big shots. Not because Steph Curry is his brother-in-law, man. That's a shame. Good night. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, Oscar. I appreciate that, Oscar. I think that's a good point, and and that was something that probably should have been brought up a little sooner. It's not about that, like good or bad. It's not. It's not about. That's not the reason he's playing. No. And we had a right. caller earlier that brought that up, and I know you you kind of swatted that away uh, as well, and, and and rightfully so. So we appreciate Oscar doing that. One quick note here on the comeback before we call it a night, Whitey, and then we reconvene in uh, oh about ten hours here at ninety five seven. The game, uh, the Warriors, the nineteen point deficit going on to win. Mentioned that the third largest comeback for the Warriors since 2015, uh, the 25-point comeback against San Antonio, and then the 20-point comeback uh, against the Pelicans as well uh, as the Warriors. That Remember the game where uh, in the 15 first round at New Orleans where mm. the Warriors were down 20 and Steph hit the big three late from the corner? And that was Warriors Monty Williams to... was their coach then, right? Monty Williams was yep, the Pelicans Monty, coach. Yeah, yeah. That, yep, Monty Williams and Anthony Davis as the eight seed, and the Warriors mm-hmm. wound up sweeping that series when it looked like they were going to be destined to uh, maybe have to at least play a fifth game in that series. But, yeah, that was the big Curry three late there. So that the Warriors have been able to, to come back on teams uh, and – you know more than really anybody uh, when you when you look at it mm-hmm. over the last couple of years uh, in terms of they're just never out of a game and those kind of wins when you can get them uh, really really flip a series yeah you know a lot could hinge on uh, how the next games are officiated you know sometimes uh, games are officiated differently depending on the venues and I don't mean anything sinister or any conspiracy by that, but you know we'll 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 see whole different ball game once we get back there. But it's sure nice for the Warriors to have this one, especially they were so far behind to have that two zero lead going back to Big D. All right, for Whitey Gleason, uh, I'm John Dickinson. We'll call it a night on that note. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, as we're gonna pick it right back up uh, at nine a.m. Yeah. tomorrow. Phone lines will be open. The text line will be open. Uh, and we'll be talking about uh, this ball game. And we'll be talking about game three and four before I hit uh, the road and head for the airport to head to Dallas. And uh, we'll even talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference Finals as well. I think Gary St. Jean's going to join us during the show tomorrow 
Uh, so, yeah, keep it locked. We got you covered here, Warriors and the Mavs in the Western Conference Finals with the Dubs now two games away from getting back to the NBA Finals for the first time in three years and for the sixth time in the last eight years. Whitey, we'll talk to you at 9 tomorrow. Good stuff, my brother. Thanks. Look forward to it, J.D. Uh, night, night. All right, night, night uh, from Chase. <laughs> Warriors, 126. The Mavs, 117. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.